Welcome to the Stacked Supplement Podcast, the premier source for supplement news and reviews. We are back with another Stacked Supplement Podcast interview, and I have with me uh, a guest that I've been wanting to get on for a while, and uh, a name that I would, I think everyone probably knows in the sports nutrition and supplement industry, and that is uh, Jack Olwak from uh, Bang. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to, uh, glad to be here. Glad to be on the show with you guys. You're doing an excellent job. Thank you. Thank you. So, I mean, I suppose, I, th- I think by now, uh, anyone that's listening to this and anyone that's read anything on our site is very familiar with Bang. I think uh, you've done a, an incredible job at just putting it out there getting the taking over the beverage realm in fact i i think um a lot of people credit you guys as the uh sort of the performance beverage creator uh i don't think any energy drink with that kind of formula was ever really as popular before you guys came around and you spawned a mountain of competitors um i guess my first question would be is uh kind, kind of um how did it come about? How did the whole bang thing? Because I know it's been around for a very, very, very long time. Um, and But the rise didn't seem to come about until I guess, I mean, it wasn't overnight, but it, it seemed to really, really take off like uh, five, six years ago. Uh, yeah, one of the things we did is um, uh, we, we just celebrated our ninth birthday for Bang Energy not too long ago. Oh, wow. And uh, what we noticed in the sports nutrition industry is uh, it, it seemed to be on a decline, a lot of negativity. I have nothing bad to say about the industry uh, because we grew it up in, and I've been doing this for 28 years and um, was involved in almost every innovation from the start to the finish, the pro-hormone days, the bedroom days, everything like that. And one of the things we noticed in that industry, the hardcore industry, they call it, we got to about $60 million in sales, but we could never kind of break past that. And um, we wanted to do more mainstream products uh, that everybody could use, everybody uh, could enjoy. And it seems like that um, bodybuilding, again, I have nothing bad to say uh, about it. I, you know, I look forward every year to seeing how big these guys can get and everything, even though it is getting kind of dangerous, but... <laughs> Um, we had to pivot away from the negativity associated with that because all these competitors are dieting, right? Uh, they're using a lot of drugs. It's no secret. And it puts them in a bad mood. And so after a while, people run into these people in the gyms and everywhere else. They get the cold shoulder. They get the bad mood. And it was getting more negative for us. And so we still use that as, as part of our um, marketing and everything like that. But we wanted to create a more positive environment um, for, you know, everybody's a bodybuilder in a sense. We're all building our bodies, but mm. just some of us don't have the genetics to get big enough to compete. And uh, uh, nor do, I think the way the um, consumer nowadays, they just, they don't want that big look, let's say, like they used to. Look, yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not casting any shade or anything. If I could have 20 inch arms right now, Um, so uh again i have nothing but love for the bodybuilding industry and everything like that but it never pivoted right so you got to eventually pivot and that's what we were able to do but i think the problem is is that everybody got inspired to come out with an energy drink a little too late right um yeah so we've been doing this for nine years and when they should have done it is maybe a year after we came out or pretty close, but they waited too long. And so what's happening now is you have so many energy drinks that unfortunately nobody could survive, right? They're all fighting for that bottom 1%. And 1% is a lot. 1% of the energy category represents $170 million in sales. But when you have 50 people fighting over that one, that bottom 1%, yeah. it almost ensures that none of them survive. So I hope I answered your question, but um, if I didn't, go ahead. No, that's 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 perfect. That was kind of what I was, yeah. Because now that you mention it, it is very obvious. You know, like how you're saying, you really did. You kind of gave it that more positive vibe, that more colorful, electric market marketing and representation um, at expos and in, in your social platforms and everything. And it now that I remember, I think that was really a big change for you. Uh, in that, I guess, five, six year mark. And, and like you said, 
I remember when Bang just started coming out and just hitting every expo and people just constantly talking about it. And I remember mentioning people, I was like, do you know much about this, this, this Bang Energy? Because I was very unfamiliar with it at the time. And they said, oh, it's just a beverage company. I was like, they seem to be doing incredibly well. And I and all of them kind of didn't seem to, I don't know, take notice. And then lo and behold, like you said, a little bit too late, they all started getting in. And uh, I think you're right. It's, it might have been just too late. Now you've got too many people fighting over the scraps. And I, I don't think you're going to be able to get a, a huge rise anywhere near as to what you guys did. Um and I guess and that's another that's a great analogy you said, everybody fighting over the scraps. And so if, if anybody would have jumped out of the gate earlier uh, and got a head start, they would have had a much better chance. Yeah, there were a few, but like still, like you said, still not like straight after. They were seemingly came after you. And, they, and I always say that uh, that 300 milligrams of caffeine, I have to say, came from you. And all of the ones that kind of followed did that. Um, there were a couple of little less, a little more, but I feel like that was kind of the almost the pioneer, the 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 the, the original. Uh, if you weren't one of the first, I think you're the first to do it and become as popular as you did. But I I can't obviously talk about Bang without the uh, bringing up the whole flavor discussion because I would say around that time that you like like you said you made that change and you took on a more positive vibe and. Uh, the marketing kind of pivoted the flavor of innovations just I, I, I like because they just seem to get crazy like about four three or four years ago and you've been doing them incredibly well since like with the the rainbow unicorn and the um uh the radical skedaddle like were these flavors was this kind of side of you or this creative side and doing these I wouldn't say outrageous, just these very attractive and different flavors. Were these things you wanted to bef before that, like pivot, or was this just something you thought, like, just seemed seemed right with the change? I don't know. I think what you do is right. You pivot. You make that first move. You step out in faith. Um, I'm a believer in God. I'm not odd for God. But the thing is, is like if you if you ever look at any accounts in the Bible, uh, no one got anywhere took it and less they took the first step in faith, right? So I like to just encourage everybody, look, take the first step in faith, uh, do what you know you gotta do, what's in your heart, and the rest will follow. But too many people, right, they waited uh, nine years before they came out yeah. of their energy. It's like, take that step and figure it out. And so one of the things we did when we took that uh, leap of faith, I was talking to early on an ex-executive um, vice president of Pepsi, and he was an older gentleman, he had retired, but someone said, maybe you should talk to this guy. And he goes, he goes to me, and I'm glad he called me son because I'm 60 years old. <laughs> he said, he goes, son, uh, it's not your super creative. And he goes, don't get this wrong. And so I'm listening to this guy because he's an expert, right? We're just kind of cringe coming into the industry. And he said, it's your flavors that are driving your sales. It's your unique flavors. And so what we've done instinctively We've already, already always zig when everybody else was zagging, right? If somebody's doing something, you gotta, you can't do it better, you gotta do it differently. There's a big difference. And we zig when everybody else was zagging. And I think that was um, critical in all these flavor innovations. And purposely, this is what you, the listeners need to hear is that we ignored the data, right? If, because if you went by the data, you'd have grape and orange because they're the you know, top yeah. two stars. And so we purposely ignored that because we had access to the Nielsen data, the RRI data. And um, what I always knew to be true, people would go, well, this flavor won't go in Europe. And this, I, 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 I disagree wholeheartedly. It's a good flavor. We're all human beings. A good flavor is a good flavor. And people want variety. I've, um, I'm getting a lot of interviews like this one we're doing here today. And they go, what's your favorite flavor? I go, well, nobody really has a favorite per se, because if you're eating a hamburger, right? big juicy burger with cheese. You, you, I like a root beer flavor. So we have root beer, but human beings have different moods, different ones. And everybody wants one thing, variety, right? And so it depends on the mood, the day, the food you're eating, not eating, whether you're going to work out in the gym. And that determines what your favorite flavor is. And my other answer to that question is, is I always say the flavor that hasn't come out yet. And they go, what do 
what do you mean? Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, innovation is exciting. So when you're coming out with a new flavor and it's approved, right? Signed off, but it's not yet on the market. That's my favorite. That's the one I'm having the lab make me to drink at home until it comes on the market. Then by the time it gets on the market, I'm on to the next part. I, I think that's that's dead on. I it's uh I, I had a, a lecturer in um college who said uh the guy that knows what everyone wants is either a liar or a millionaire and it's much like you're saying with the flavors you can't really base it on data if you're trying to find that next traditional classic hit flavor there's going to be zero data on it because no one's done it <laughs> and it's uh i that actually fits perfectly well with the flavors that you come out with because a, a lot of the time i see them and it's just like I see some different flavors from country to country, kind of like you're, like you're touching on. And um, the Nordic region, you get like a lot of pears. And I've seen black licorice in Finland and some odd things like that. But the flavors you come out with are very familiar, but you just wouldn't think to put it in an energy drink. And have you found, obviously, I'm assuming you have, but has that kind of encouraged you to do it more? Because obviously that some of the earlier, like the birthday cake, I wouldn't have thought would have worked well in a, in a energy drink, but that turned out to be one of my favorites. Those first, uh, I would say, more innovative flavors that you did outside of the original lineup, did the success or did that kind of encourage you to just be like, okay, let's keep let's keep pumping out these things that we just haven't seen before, or is it just sort of like, okay, this wasn't this didn't do as well as we'd hope, maybe this one, or is it just they just kind of encouraging each other? So, you know, it's, it's a great question. One of the things we do to kind of entertain ourselves, right, because you've got to entertain yourselves, is we do something I developed called Bigger, Bolder, and More Badass. So the staff, we have over 3,000 employees, is continuously challenged to do something bigger, bolder, and more badass. If you look at the last Arnold uh, uh, Schwarzenegger Expo we did, we went from one booth, then we had two booths across from each other, then yeah, we did four, four. We had <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, why running like professional sports with the camera going so you can pick up the crowd surfing, and we were and we were giving away two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of product free every show. We had twenty two guys loading the stage. Then there would be break dancing. There would be shuffling. There would be something going on in each stage. And by the time we come back to the first stage, we were uh, giving out tons of product and everything like that. And so it's the same thing with flavors: bigger, bolder, and more badass. And one of the things. You know, I taught science for nine years and have a, a pretty uh, good science background. Of course, you learn way more um, on the job than you do mm. in school. But one of the things I wanted to do is I said, look, all these flavors are by nature, they're, they're kind of sour, right? They're, they're acidic because the drink has to be um, around a, a 3.0 pH, give or take, right? So it's a very sour flavor. And the reason why is that low pH kills microbes and everything like that. And so every drink has a sour flavor, like uh, it marries up well. But I said, what about these flavors that we did? Like we came out with key lime pie, right? Yeah. You can actually taste the pie at the end of it. It's, it's insane. We came out with, um, what's the one you just mentioned? Uh, the one I was going to mention was the uh, whole lot of chocolate. That one was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so a, a birthday cake and a whole lot of chocolate, all three of those are not sour flavors. Yeah. How do you do that, chemically speaking? And I'm not going to give away that secret, but we yeah. were able to do like a chocolate flavor um, and all these flavors that are usually acidic and, and be able to uh, work with that in the lab, just challenging ourselves and, you know, entertaining ourselves because at, at the end of the day, you make it great for the consumer, but you got to keep your own interest peaked as well when you're at 43 different flavors. Yeah, I was, because I think it was only recently, I just sort of saw you guys putting up like a number with the, um, with the, with the, with the announcements and, and you're in the forties and I was like, Jesus, I kind of forget how, just how many there have been and, 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 and you've done um one of the things i noticed the last couple uh that you did and i thought it was really not really the last couple but last few was you started doing the uh, exclusives with the um uh, i think obviously with the radical uh skedaddle and then you also moved into swirly pop which i thought was just really cool we'll see in the packaging and then you had uh, that was obviously for 7-eleven and then you had the uh 
blue and yellow limoncello for Walmart. Are these things that are kind of been like in the works? Because obviously working with those kinds of giants, it's not a, so uh, you know, to come up with the idea, then drop it tomorrow. Are these things that have been in the works for a while or did you pitch to them or was it vice versa? Well, first of all, you know more about the company than I do and I want to take a vacation, so you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, so an example of what we did for Walmart, um, one of our, uh, one of our uh, guys that manages the Walmart business, we have five people managing that. He was in the candy section. We hired him from Walmart. He, he just in casual conversation, he goes, "Yeah, limoncello was our best-selling flavor and everything like that." And so I said, um, I, "I go, you know, just talking, being cocky or whatever, but you know, also tongue in cheek kind." And I said, "We'll create a limoncello flavor bag in case limoncello candy." So no one's and he and he laughed and uh and and so he goes, "Okay, let me let me pitch it to him." So they love the idea because. Their limoncello is number one, right? Everybody knows in Walmart. And so we did the lemon-flavored the lemon limoncello, and I go, I can also give you a strawberry and a watermelon limoncello. And he goes, no way. I go, yeah. I go, but Walmart has to put it on, promise to put it on every end cap and have like a limoncello day. So we gave them the original limoncello, and it started selling like crazy. And uh, they didn't really believe in the idea of having all these limoncellos. And now, because the sales were so high, we're going to do all three limoncellos, limoncello, uh, strawberry limoncello, and watermelon limoncello. So these are some wow. interesting things that come about, and they're just amazing tasting new flavors. People want new. I try to teach everybody in, in my marketing company, at least, that new is the most powerful word in marketing. Yeah. So, you can, yeah. right? so when you come out with a flavor, every 90 days, every time I do a live broadcast for these big CPG companies, um, they'll, they'll keep asking me for our calendar. I go, you don't need a calendar. Every 90 days, on the 90th day, we will come out with a new flavor. And if there's exclusives, we'll do a lot in between there. And so that's uh, that's what we've been doing. That, yeah. One of the things that, that um, everybody getting in this energy drink um, segment needs to understand, because I don't mind helping my competitors and giving them some secrets, is what they all forget is Redline came out in 2004, and we built a distribution network in 2004. And, and within months of it coming out, it got into Walmart because the Walmart buyer went to 12 GNCs. And that was his secret to figure out what was next. And at the time, um, a veteran just put in, and we already had an answer with Redline with all the uh, unique stimulants and everything. And 12 out of 12 GNCs that the Walmart buyer went to told him that Redline was the next big thing. That's back when it was super, super strong because it was only for like hardcore fitness people and, and bodybuilders and stuff. And so he put Redline in months after it came out, which is very unusual. And um, so we built, we built this massive distribution system with Anheuser-Busch with Redline before we came out with Bang. So we were able to transition Bang into that distribution network. And this is what these, um, a lot of the, people in the pills and powder supplements now come out with a drink and therefore you could always tell if a drink's successful just look if it's a shrink wrap label on that can that means they're very very low minimums if the can's actually a painted can uh that means uh that i would say that they actually made it right because we have these high speed canning lines that run 3600 cans a minute it's so fast um, and I can send you some video footage for your, your uh, people. If you want to I think, so I, I think I've seen them, yeah. Yeah, when you film with the iPhone, it looks like it's going backwards. Yeah. So in order to get on a canning line, if, you, if, you're, if you're a supplement company coming out with an energy drink, you, you have to be able, like with us, people go, oh, well, can we do a drink? I go, well, the minimum is 300,000 cases. They go, what do you mean? I go, that's what we produce in a day. And so if you want us to shut our lines down, oh, wow. produce your beverage, we can't, and if somebody wants an exclusive, same thing. We're not going to produce you 100,000 cases because then we got to change lines. We lose four hours and we lose a ton of money. <clears throat> and so that's kind of the reason why, if you look on the label when there's a shrink wrap, you know that uh, these guys are struggling. If it's a print can, hold it for sport. I think, yeah, I, I, I think that's one of the crazy, when you get these sports nutrition like supplement brands that, take on the market it's 
it's like I, I see what you mean and, and I know that it's uh it's sort of them because they can't obviously dedicate their entire business to it they don't necessarily want to lose out if it doesn't work out and stuff like that but it is one of those categories where you really have to jump all in otherwise you're really not going to have much of a shot and I think bang is one of those ones where you just based on what you're saying you have everything uh, ticking off at once how that you were talking about the guy saying uh your flavors are key, but I think it's the flavors. I think it's the ingredients. I think it's the marketing. I think it's the production, the distribution, something launching and then being able to get it everywhere is next to impossible these days for these smaller guys, these new entries and bang, I guess, just, just has it all, ticks all the boxes. And it's, uh, I mean, it's almost arguably impossible to compete for those, like I said, those guys coming up or at least attempting to come up and uh, take on. I find it interesting about the Walmart story. I thought <laughs> I thought there was like some something behind it, but it's just really cool hearing that you just were saying, look, we'll make it into a flavor. And it just seems so, I don't know, like that's what you think like kind of the bro thing would be. I don't know, like a company with like five people. I think it's you doing that. I just thought it was really cool. Um, you, got to, you have to have the bro mentality that entrepreneurship uh, driving and everything like that. And when you lose that, like right now, Pepsi's our exclusive bag distributor, and you get in with these big giants and you think they're better, but they're they're what I call um, uh, I, I coined this term, and of course it is a word, but they become institutionalized, right? And they don't like any more than a, like six, seven percent growth. They can't handle. They can't handle change and everything like that. And so to encourage my competitors and everything like that is they have a, a, a big advantage because believe it or not, they're more innovative than these giant companies, right? These companies need innovation. Yeah. And the second thing that Bang did for all of our competitors is um, about 80% of the people took Bang, right? The, um, the 7-Elevens and stuff like that, but about 20 did 20% of the market, let's say, um, early on. And they missed out. And now they're paranoid. And because they're paranoid, They'll take any innovative brand coming out almost and give them a shot. And so that's nice. And so all these little brands that would have never had a shot before, they now get a shot. But again, because they all came out at the same time, they're all um, catabolizing each other's sales. And so it made it rough. But they did give them entrance where they would never have it before. Because before the mantra was, hey, we have Red Bull Rock, Rockstar and Monster. We don't need another brand. And everybody said nobody could ever uh, come in third place to, uh, against Rockstar. Uh, Pepsi distributes it. And we literally doubled their sales. And so um, in doing that, though, it put everybody on guard. Hey, we need to watch the next bang. And, and so that's actually good for our competitors that they are watching out for the next bang. And they do give these smaller brands a chance where they would have never had one before. But at the same time, it's, I'm not going to lie, it's hyper competitive. And these yeah. bigger brands, the only thing um, new entrants need to understand is that right now we're in a lot, uh, several lawsuits with Monster and everything like that. If you gain significant market share, um, the, the big corporate giants will seek to destroy you. Um, you know, if, if you deal drugs, you know, and you come in somebody's territory, they kill yeah. you. <laughs> the big corporations do the same thing. They try to uh, kill you legally. Like, one of Monster's tactics is they did a uh, document dump on us, 4 million documents, just to go through them. Just to go through those cost you about $2 million. That's before you start the case. So that's another thing that they got to watch is, look, when you, if you say you want to play against giants, you got to be prepared to do it. Yeah. So we probably spent already $40, 50000000 million um, on legal stuff <laughs> because if you're going to take, if, you know, we took a billion dollars where the sales probably went from once in 2019, they're not just going to sit there and do nothing. You got to look at it just like a drug dealer. If you take their turf, there's going to be a price to pay. They're going to try to knock you out. And so it's either legally, uh, one way or another, and it's it's a serious business. You're coming against giants, and uh, you got to have the appetite for it. Or, uh, so you'll quickly you'll quickly go out of business trying to fight. Yeah, it's. I, I, I have to say, though, I feel like Bang has kind of influenced, you were saying the smaller guys, I, I also feel they've influenced the bigger ones. Um, 
and I think a lot of it is in that flavor department and you get these uh, sort of the higher energy versions and brands coming out, which like, again, I still feel if you weren't the first or the first one to do it well and sort of had influence on them. But I see these, these, these new flavors, these uh, a lot more focus on the no sugar, no calorie. Cause back in the day, that wasn't, you were probably the only one or the lonely one. Now that's kind of the angle everyone's trying to take, but that's sort of the barrier to entry. Like if you don't have the zero calories, you know, you, you're lost out of the gate and then you have to make it taste damn good. I, I have to say that I see the influence you've had on both the smaller guys because they are kind of, I was really following the footsteps, but, but taking some of the things that you did well, or that have made you stand out, like you said, the flavors that the, calories the the functional side with the uh more than just caffeine and taurine and do you kind of see that 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 effect on the bigger guys with the like obviously them sort of thinking or at least how 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 that must feel for you knowing that you've had influence on these giants that have been around for a very very long time um yeah so a few things there one of the things monster did they came out with rain as you know and it was an exact off a bang um, and uh, we uncovered court documents that they had their bang killer project and what they did this is funny that we got in the, um, we got mind share of coca-cola and monster to the degree where they made little pictures of me and they put them on like these three by five cards imagine coca-cola doing this biggest beverage giant in, in the world yeah, this, is, this and, goes back to that whole bro thing where i think people just uh, sit there in suits and it's probably not that so, so they took these little cards and they put them everywhere on bang products and all over the energy products and it says, Jack Owok says his drink cures Alzheimer's and it does all this other stuff. And we got into their heads so bad that they went to the extent where they clipped this video together that I made and made it sound like I said, bang cures Alzheimer's. I said, super creatine, right? These super creatines. This is in the scientific database. It has nothing to do with Jack Owok. Um, when you create a creatine peptide, like creatine attached to glycine, and then you attach a long chain fatty acid ester, aliphatic ester, that fat, the brain's like a fillic, fat loving. So it will cross the blood brain barrier. So as you get older, you have what's called CRT, uh, creatine transport deficiency syndrome, right? So when you're, um, when creatine can no longer cross the blood brain barrier, you, uh, get a form of mental retardation and dementia like Huntington's, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, etc. And so I said that these creative peptides have a potential to be used for, for this purpose because they can cross the brain, blood brain barrier, whether or not you have CRT. And there, and there's, you know, there's scientific data shows this. So they said, Jack Owok said his product can cure Alzheimer's. I would never say that. I'm very attuned to what the FDA was wanting, what you could say. And that would mean my product was a drug. I'd never say that. But they put these cards. Imagine Coca-Cola doing this, putting these cards everywhere in the trade. stored by Kroger and Publix and Albertsons, uh, Walmart. And I'm like, wow, did we get into their heads? And so... Uh, but that's the kind of um, thing that they'll do to try to destroy you and everything like that. And of course, we're in court cases. But I wanted to answer another part of your question, but I'm not as smart as you, and I forgot the original question. <laughs> it was mostly the, about the innovation and, like I said, your influence in the, the newer guys. But I, I feel like you, you've, the bigger ones, the more the giants, they seem to be taking notes from you. And just curious how, how it feels, like you said, to know that you're kind of probably a topic of conversation well yeah we're, we're uh, more topic of conversation there's four lawsuits going on right now so yeah it, it did influence them right so they came out with rain and um uh behind the scenes the bang killer project and all this and rain was an exact knockoff but what they couldn't copy was the super creatine component because it was patented and that's what drove them crazy that's what drove them to put these cards everywhere right so um, rain keeps falling in sales though. Um, so it came out of the gate uh, pretty strong. They gained about a 3% market share. Then the other thing, an interesting story that I think listeners will, will gravitate towards is um, Red Bull came in our booth about, I don't know, six years ago. And they wanted to figure out what would bang is doing. We have these pamphlets laying around. 
And they're taking their cell phones and they're videoing the pamphlets, right? And my VP of sales goes, what are you doing? And they go, well, we uh, think your company's interested and we're filming the pamphlets. And, and my VP of sales grabs a bunch of pamphlets and hands it to him and goes, look, just take the pamphlets. <laughs> uh, and it was funny because shortly after, Red Bull only had like one flavor and then they start copying our pattern of coming out with flavor after flavor. So yeah, we we forced them to move. I mean, forced them out of their old school uh, ways. And so you see what Monster did came out with Rain to knock off Bang. Red Bull came out uh, and continuously now comes out with new flavors like we do, which they've never done before. They were always in that blue can. And so, yeah, huge influence on them as well as the smaller guys. But, um, you know, what I want to say is I'm humbled by it. I'm not cocky or arrogant about it. It's it's nice that we can set a pace like that and, and, and change the industry for the benefit of the consumer, right? So the consumer wins because there's more sugar-free options now, there's more yeah. flavors than everything before. And so everybody had to rise up, but that's, you know, it's great for the consumer. I think I haven't had a sugar energy drink since I was introduced to Bang, to be honest. It was, um, it's just one of those things now that, it baffles me as to why you would kind of put it in there. I mean, I, obviously there are some crowds that would prefer one over the other, but it's just the level of competition and, and the ability that the brands have and companies have to make it taste great without any of that in there. It's, it's, it's crazy. And like you said, a lot of the newcomers and a lot of the brands that have uh, taken a rise over the past few years have all done that. May not, some of them aren't like zero calories, but they're still fairly low. Um, with the, uh, the the pace of the flavor was the topic I wanted to mention because I noticed there were supplements as well and 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 uh, it's obviously a lot more prevalent in energy drinks now. I liken it a lot to the, the cell phone market like 10, 20 years ago, you'd buy a phone every two years, maybe four years. Now, like you said, the new, the, they, they have this new feature, this new camera, this new screen and it, you're encouraged to almost buy one every six months to sometimes even a year. Um, and it's just sped up the process. The price on them isn't any less, but just the fact that there's all these new things makes you want to buy it. Do you feel that this flavor thing, the the, the frequency of flavors, do you think that's kind of changed the game f- for good? Because it's one of those things where once you do it, you really can't not keep it up because then people will expect it, obviously. Uh, yeah, it's definitely changed the uh the game for good. I don't, I don't see it going back. And I, you know, the other thing too, is again, it creates competition, right? And so everybody's doing it. Everybody's trying to get those next flavors and stuff. And right now, interestingly, we're about seven flavors ahead, right? So we're ready to launch seven new flavors. We're also on call for when anybody wants an exclusive flavor and we don't have to say, Hey, give us a few months and we're going to come back with one. We'll give them three different ones to choose from and let them choose it. And then that helps them get behind it, right? Because then they have a vested interest in seeing it succeed. Like for uh, Vitamin Shop, we just gave them uh, the nectarine. nectarine. Yeah. yeah. But um, I think though, moving on, um, if, if you want to talk about um, Boost, the hydration drink, uh, we could talk about some other innovation as well, unless you have Yeah. Questions. No, no, you're right. Yeah, that was the, the kind of one of the other areas I wanted to go into is because bang is what you're known for or it's the, the kind of the flagship drink but you've you've uh, taken a dive into many many other areas outside of uh bang there's the the, the quash immunity shot obviously the voos hydration which has just come out you just revamped the meltdown drink um these other projects are they sort of like uh, i guess my big question about these is where do they kind of come from is because obviously you're an energy drink the uh, company at heart but these other ones that are very different are they just sort of like you seeing spaces in the market or is this just sort of like at my core i've wanted to come out with a hydration beverage i've wanted to get into the seltzer i've wanted to get into this um great question so one of the things i've been doing for the last 13 years is write the book right so you don't know what you don't know and it was a very humbling experience because I go, in your mind, and I'm sure all the other supplement owners think this, CEOs and everything, they're pretty cocky, right? But, uh, and you have to be an entrepreneur, but 
Um, I always thought, even way back, 28 years ago, we were the first ones to come out with 100% whey protein isolate and all these innovations and everything. And I always prided myself, or at least I believe, you know, everybody's a legend in their own mind, right? So I believed I knew more than everybody. But then when I started writing a book, I realized how little I, I, I really do know, right? That's how science is. I taught science. You know, I understand the chemistry and different things like that. But as you get into it, you become you get very humble, right? Because you just realize that even when all the knowledge I've gained over the 28 years is just a small tip of a very large iceberg. So I've been writing this book for 13 years. It has 1,144 scientific references. It also features, um, and I don't think a lot of people know this, we have 30 double-blind, placebo-controlled, gold-standard study on real human-trained test subjects um, at major universities, UCLA, Baylor, Florida State, Memphis, uh, College of New Jersey, um, 30 double-blind studies. And that's what this book also features on our products, which makes it very unique. And so um, that, that's one of the big things. So how do I go about developing products? Well, the book, you, you, you amass all this uh, information and this knowledge and everything like that. And so I always, I have this quote that says that um, we know the future because we invented it, right? And why do we know the future? Well, it's the discipline, effort, sacrifice, and study to write that book and to learn everything, right? Um, to be able to come out with these products because you know what's in the research, you know what's next. And so when we came out with a hydration drink, to me, that's the lowest hanging fruit there is. Here you have Gatorade um, invented before yeah. even you were born. 1965. Yeah. Can you believe that? 1965 Gatorade. And Gatorade um, actually dehydrates you because the osmolality of Gatorade is, is faulty, right? And that's why on a can of booze, our hydration drink, it says osmolality optimized. If you notice, Gatorade came out with a new drink now, and um, they're, they're calling it a hydration drink because their other one, they call it a thirst quencher. And the reason why is it's got too much solid suspended in the liquid. So it acts more like a food than a, than a beverage, right? So it draws blood and water away from muscle into the stomach to, for digestion. And so that's problematic, right? That's why when you saw in the Super Bowl and they're dumping the Gatorade on the winner, on the coach, you say, wow, that Gatorade looks a lot clearer than the stuff you buy in the store. And the reason why is they cut it with 50% water. Because the coaches know that the players are going to have uh, problems if they drink it at the full uh, strength that it is. Yeah. And so that's one of the things we say on the bottom of every booze can, our hydration drink is osmolality optimized, right? There's a correct osmolality in a drink for you to absorb it, actually use it, and for it to actually hydrate you. <clears throat> and so we went into Kroger. Um, there's, because of supply chain issues, there's, very little Gatorade, if none on the shelves. And when it, when it does get on the shelves, you'll see a sign that you can only buy two. But you have these long 20-foot uh, shelves, three in a row just empty, right? And you see them all over the news. Well, what Kroger did is they go, wait a minute, we want a Gatorade produced in a can or, or against plastic. You have a can. Uh, it's a hydration drink. And so right after the live broadcast, they gave them, they go, we'll, we're going to, I told them 300,000 units minimum if, if you want to take the first run, because otherwise I got to give it to other people. I can't just give you 200 and leave 100 in the warehouse. They go, we'll take the 300. We're on, they're on the phone. We're, we're calling after this meeting. This is literally minutes after we gave them a presentation. It went from 300 to 400 to 500, 600, 700. Finally, they stopped at 826,000 cases on their first order to fill all that empty space where there's no Gatorade because of supply chain yeah. issues. And we immediately took about a 6% market share in the sports drink category, which you can imagine is uh, way more massive than the, than the energy drink category um, in Kroger. And so now Albertsons and everybody else is following suit. So um, this is, uh, but again, this is why, you know, even for my competitors to, have these innovations ready, be ready. It's like Oprah says, it's uh, success is when, you know, when um, opportunity meets uh, whatever is success. In other words, you gotta be prepared when this opportunity comes. You can't wait yeah. for it. 
And then Kroger gave us the impossible task. They said, we want this direct shift on every pallet. We want every layer of every pallet to have four different flavors. That's insanity for us because we have robotic palletizers and yeah. we produce two pallets a minute. So then we had, the, the great thing was, this was right before um, our Christmas holidays. And we uh, asked our workers if they would work. And to our surprise, everyone said yes, because they wanted that time and a half before Christmas to buy gifts yeah. and everything. But we were able to do this impossible task and make 826,000 cases of a product that wasn't even on the market yet. So, um, and, and we're super excited about this product because our big thing is to get away from the single serve plastic. It's just, I'm not one of these people that believes in all the global warming and everything, but I'm a fisherman. I've been fishing in Florida waters for uh, many decades. And there's plastic pollution everywhere, plastic in the ocean. And um, these aluminum cans are infinitely recyclable. And the only way you could, you, you can never stop. Everybody says they have this negative plastic and all this uh, other BS. When their product is in plastic, they're saying it's, it creates a plastic deficit. It's just the only way you can stop plastic pollution is by using something other than plastic. And aluminum is infinitely recyclable. So that was one of the big things, and uh, it's it's a really uh, unbelievable taste of product. And one of the things we challenged ourselves to do is use the, the only thing that's not natural in Bang is the sweetener. So in booze, our hydration drink, everything's natural, even the sweetener, and it tastes uh, it tastes mind blowing. It's amazing, um, and the turn rates are. <clears throat> I think there's 24 units per store per day or something, which is mind blowing. So consumers have gravitated towards it immediately. And nobody, nobody wants to use plastic, but until you give them an option, they're going to keep yeah. using plastic, right? Because it's just very convenient. Is was it was it a more challenging flavor to, to sorry, more challenging drink to to flavor? I would have thought Bang would have been a little bit more difficult. Was it as difficult, or was it sort of like is that one of the reasons why it went all natural? Because typically the the less energizing things are a little harder to mask and. And flavor, but was it uh, was it easier, or I guess uh, at least for someone such as yourself? Well, it was a whole different challenge. So sucralose is like um, the greatest thing on the planet, right? Except the fact that it's not natural. And so we originally made it with sucralose, and then the challenge because we had time. Um, we've been developing it for a few years uh, to do, to go the natural route. Um, we were able to do it, but the original version had two different carbs in it, high-performance carbs. And when Kroger said they wanted the product now, this is like really crazy that this happened. We, um, we, said, we said we could do it, even though we didn't know whether we could do it, but the product was developed <laughs> with two different carbs. They loved the flavor. So then my vice president of sales had to come back with them and go, look, we're going to release it without carbs. And the buyer was pissed off. I mean, I can't, I don't have any other words for it. And he goes, you're going to taste this with me. He goes, and if this doesn't taste as good as the one with carbs, and carbs are basically like sugar, as you know, it makes stuff taste yeah. good. And carbs are flavor carriers. So, and we were able to do it without carbs and to get it to taste as good. And uh, fortunately for my VP of sales, the guy approved it because the two carbs that we were going to put in it weren't even available to June of this year. Oh, and they okay. wanted we, we gave them this meeting in November and they wanted product on the shelf by January. Like it was sheer insanity. So we had to do the whole new formula, redo the can, redo the label, uh, total nightmare, but everybody stepped up to the challenge. It was just amazing how this, this, uh, even happened. And here we are today with the 826,000 case order and they're already reordered. So it's a very cool story. I feel like every product and flavor is a cool story. I get the sense that this uh, every every one of them has like this, like just again, I I I had this feeling like you're saying you were working on it for ages, and then the opportunity presented itself, but you still were able to pivot and do everything that you needed to do to to make it work and get it out. It's uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's awesome funny. to hear. You just reminded me, I just picked up my phone and um, here's my message. 
Hi, Jack, are you ready for samples? So I said, yes, because twice a day, they bring samples. They track me down wherever I am, right? And research and development never stops. And so yeah. we're just, just like with the booze. The other thing we did is we made a shot version, which is really cool. Because you get this massive amount of electrolytes um, and all the other great ingredients and booze in a little shot. You can pour it in your iced tea, you can pour it in a drink, or you can just shoot the shot down to me, which is a, as a, you know, a big step forward in the archaic yeah. stick pack uh, with the powder. So that's another um, exciting thing. And again, it's, it's all natural and everything like that. So just challenging ourselves to do things differently, right? And not copy everybody else. The problem is when you get behind, you're always copying. And so you got to, I think all these supplement companies, if I can motivate them, just pull back, say, look, we're not going to copy. We're going to come out with our own innovation. It's difficult to do, right? But it, one time or another, you got to do it or you become irrelevant and obsolete. And so it's, it's part of our nature now, part of our practice to continuously, like the booze shot, it's, it's yeah. killing. You just shoot it down and you get this massive surge of electrolytes and everything else. Uh, very, very cool innovation. Well, the, la the last topic I'm going to bring up is, is is something I haven't seen from Bang. Um, one of the only things, probably a few things I haven't seen from Bang. Um, and it's it sort of a rise. I think it kind of started in the supplement category and it's bled its way into uh, the energy drink market. And that's sort of the collaborations. We've seen a couple companies partner with uh, like candies, like official candies. Uh, some people have partnered with movies. Um, it's sort of like a joint force really uh, you have seen some of the bigger companies do it but it was more of like a i don't know what you'd call them like where they kind of put the it's like more of a promotional thing not necessarily where they partner with this company to make the flavor and change the flavor and theme it around that um have you seen this or have you kind of uh i mean i actually assume you probably have seen it but is this something that you've thought about for bang or any of the other beverages Oh, uh, yeah, we thought about it many times. So Radical Skedaddle was uh, a Skittles flavor. So we did reach out to them. Um, for whatever reason, they didn't want to partner. And so we just called it Radical Skedaddle, and we did a rock and roll theme about it. One of the things interesting, too, with every flavor launch, we do this massive production um, uh, so that each flavor is successively better than the other. We take it almost like it's its own company. And we do this massive social media campaign, and we spent about, um, we did the Great Gatsby for Raging Raspberry Hibiscus. Yes. Yeah. So my whole backyard was this Great Gatsby party and everything like that. And so each flavor is successively better than the next one. And so that's, that's one of the things we do is just not launch a flavor. But as far as partnerships, the other thing we did with a whole lot of Chocolata, it tasted a lot like Tootsie Roll. And I thought Tootsie Roll could benefit from us calling it a Tootsie Roll flavor because... No, I don't think the younger generation really knows what they are, but it really tastes almost exactly like a Tootsie Roll, great flavor. And they, and I thought it would be more beneficial for their brand than ours. I mean, Bang is, believe it or not, way bigger than Tootsie Roll. We're about eight times larger. And they didn't want to do the collaboration. Skittles didn't want to do the uh, collaboration. Um, Wrigley uh, is another one. I forget what flavor they had, um, but they didn't want to do them. And so uh, God bless C4 for, you know, being able to do flavors with them and ghosts and everything like that. I, I yeah. thought that for whatever reason, uh, they didn't want to do it with me. Some people, believe it or not, um, one of the buyers of the biggest CPG companies in the world, I won't say who it is because I don't want to kind of throw anybody under the bus. We did this massive live presentation, an hour and a half. And after the presentation, we do the Q and or the question and answer with all the buyers and everything like that. And this buyer goes, your marketing is absolutely horrific. The naked girl running around and she just laid into me and I go, well, well we're... <laughs> she just smacked us around like you wouldn't believe. And so I go, this is a disaster. She goes, but your innovation and your supply chain and your this, are just mind blowing. I mean, but she just beat the hell out of us <laughs> about the girls and everything else. And I'm like, and so I, I would, I, I always ask, you know, we're a super positive company. Why would Wrigley or Tootsie Roll or Skittles or any of these companies want to do business? But some people 
Um, they'll say the girls are half naked and they'll say they have on all pants. They're up to their belly button in a sports I go, have you never been to a gym before? Or have you never been to the beach? And so- I can't imagine it's, I can't imagine it's that. I can't, I don't know. I don't know, maybe it's me. Is it intimidation? Uh, Is it size? I, I, I don't know, but it, it, you see that, um, you see the other brands, they're uh, a lot smaller being able to do it. So They are uh, a lot smaller. Yeah, I, I applaud that though. So it's great they're able to do it. Oh, that's gonna it's gonna baffle me because yeah, like i said i've seen uh g fuel the gaming one they've done it with a couple movies and i thought that was really cool but again to to your point they're a smaller one it's a i don't know maybe it's a size thing because all the, the bigger companies haven't done it either like uh the monsters and then the red bulls they've done sort of that call to action promotion stuff on their cans which isn't necessarily a partnership it's more of a marketing tied in and stuff so I don't know. I'm gonna think. I'm curious. It's good to know that you obviously know about it and you've tried, it and it's and you've obviously had some really good flavors and uh, situations picked out. But yeah, well, I deeply appreciate the time. I thank you for coming on. It's been great chatting to you for the first time, and uh, yeah, you had you had uh, much better answers than I could have imagined for almost everything. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I think the stories are always good. People are interested in that, and. Uh... Yeah, the big thing here is too is that just trying to help everybody else listen and get away from that mindset where you have to beat your competitor down to death like they have in the supplement industry and that look everybody can win um the scarcity mentality it's just not true right everybody can win you don't have to kill your competitor or put them out of business and to just keep that mindset and try to lift the whole industry up bill phillips inspired me early on when um, eas sold for the yes million dollars yeah. and then muscle tech sold for 750 million and then i look at us as the next progression we three years in a row we did over a billion dollars in retail sales and we're still climbing and so it, uh you know i hope that we're inspiring other supplement companies to do you know bigger bolder and more badass it's what we do and we hope everybody else does too well uh thank you for taking the time and uh yeah i appreciate you coming on Hey, we appreciate being on. It's an honor to be on here. And uh, whenever you need anything or you want us to come on again, let me know.